Hello, WizKids, and welcome to another edition of Off the Bench. Zach Rosen here working the two-man game today with, with Jacob Rame. Uh, Jeremy Hyman is out uh, out of town, and Chris is out in Cleveland for us uh, with the Wizards and Cavs playing tonight, 8 o'clock on TNT, Thursday night, uh, before taking on Charlotte at home Friday and Philly at home Sunday. Pack schedule, Jacob. Yeah, this is a really – coming up, this is a really crucial part of the schedule – um, I think we all we always looked past the All Star break and said, "Man, that schedule gets tough." And now we're here. You you look at the schedule going forward, and there are a couple games that you see. You'll say, "We should win that one. We should win that one." But there's nothing on the schedule. Maybe until March 25th against the Knicks, where you say that could be considered a cupcake team. Yeah, there are not a lot of cupcakes on the schedule at all. They've been played already i mean i think one of the good things though is at least april it's a much more balanced schedule but you're just looking ahead right now i think for me it's like the next two weeks because it's there's so many games in such a little time and you go wow that opponent is tough the schedule is oh, packed that's the, the number one team tough you don't have your star point guard this is this is not this is not a favorable situation we've got ahead of us right now but it's not but the um, you know the previous nine games before this weren't favorable either. Went seven and two since since John went out. So, I mean, this team is playing like a team, and they're they're up for the challenge. And I don't I don't think anyone's expecting them to to win all of these games by any means. But going five hundred against these tough opponents, for example, next week you get to play Golden State on Wednesday, the arguably the top team in the NBA. Not the top team in the West as of now, and then the Raptors on Friday, who are the top team in the East. So you could play the two best teams in the NBA uh, on top of their conferences outside Houston Wednesday, Friday in a week. So, uh, but we'll focus on this podcast on Thursday, Friday, and uh, Sunday, which obviously tonight is going to be a test. I think it's the fourth game for the Cavs with the new the new. They haven't uh, lost yet, have they? No, they haven't, and they've gone 18 and 3 in their last 21 home games. I mean, the crowd is going to be fired up for this new look team. They haven't played at home yet with uh Nance Clarkson, uh George Hill, Hill and uh Rodney Hood. So Rodney Hood. The Cavs beat the Wizards twice already this year. Both were in DC. The first one LeBron uh, showed why he's probably going to be on the Mount Rushmore. And then <laughs> the second game uh the the Wizards held LeBron in check, but it was kind of the fourth quarter execution once again. Both those games, again, played in 2017. So it, it was a long time ago in terms of you look at a season, and of course the Cavs have gone through quite a little uh, adjustment since Ups then. Ups and downs all over the place. It's been, it's been a wild year for them. I mean, teams have less happen in you know five years than the Cavs have had in the last month. Um, I look back on that game on November 3rd, and I just remember that was – that was one of the best individual performances I've ever seen in person. Um, LeBron completely took control of that game. He didn't miss. We were doubling, tripling him. It just didn't matter. And when he gets cooking like that, he's he's the man. And that's, mm-hmm. you know, there's a reason that he started 40 million All-Star games in a row. He was the captain. He just won the MVP of the game. Um, he's aver- Over that four-game winning streak, he's averaging 30, 13, and 10. Um, uh, ridiculous numbers. Right. And so, I mean... You'd say you want to slow him down, but so, I mean, I guess um, you want to try to avoid letting him completely beat you and then try to stop the ancillary pieces, but in reality, it's just if you can outscore him, if you can not let him do ridiculous stuff in the fourth quarter, I guess. Um, 
when he's when he's cooking, there's there's really nothing you can do. So I mean, um, the offense is going to have to be tight tonight, limit turnovers. Um, yeah, and uh, continue to get great play from Sato. Uh, he's got to he's got to play well at the point. He's got an interesting matchup with George Hill tonight. Uh, much more interesting that much much different than what it would have been with Isaiah Thomas. Um, the size yeah. discrepancy there would have been very interesting. Yeah. Um, Sato being nice oversized point guard and Isaiah not, not um, so much. But yeah, but this, it's a very interesting matchup with Cleveland. Always, it comes down to LeBron, and um, we'll see what we've got. Yeah, I think what I took away from the first matchup was it didn't matter who the Wizards put on LeBron. He was unstoppable. I mean, even John Wall guarded him and. I uh, looked at the matchup stats yesterday. He held him to 10 of 16 from the field, considering how well he was playing in that game. That that was actually impressive compared to some of the other stats. I mean, he didn't miss against Kelly Oubre. I think he went like 6 of 8 against Otto. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Length doesn't really disrupt him because he's such a big guy. He's so strong. So, uh, But the one guy who I noticed disrupted him, and we talked about this before they played Cleveland in December, was Mike Scott seems like, a really ideal guy to guard LeBron, and I think Markeith Morris will too. Uh, but Mike Scott held LeBron to four of eleven shooting in that second game, so that matchup definitely interests me. And there's no secret that this is going to be a small ball game probably by the end of it. Um, I don't really think we're going to see much Tristan Thompson at the end of the game, uh, especially now that they have bigger players. Uh, well, not just bigger players, but younger, like more athletic players like Larry Nance. Rodney Hood can play the three. He could probably play the stretch four if you really wanted him to very long. So I think it, it's interesting. I think they're still learning what they can uh, yeah. what they can do. And, I mean, they played – I want to say they played uh, in, three, in those three games. Maybe one of the opponents was, you know, a playoff team. I don't really remember exactly what it was, but – I think the Wizards will make them think more about their lineups, and because they're, they're such a new group together, it's going to disrupt them. So I think that's a definitely an advantage for the Wizards, who have already figured out how to play without John um, and have you know about 10 games together. Uh, so it's going to be exciting, though. I mean, the first game back from All-Star, there's not going to be a lot of defense. We already know that, So especially with these two teams. We're going to be on TNT, national television coming back. Five We're on national nine, television virtually every night going forward. Great opportunity for this team to um, to show what they're about on a national stage, and I think that um, I think this is a really great opportunity, you know, for for Brad. He just participated in his first NBA All Star game, and now he's going to get um, first billing on all of these national TV spots, and without John, and so you know, the, there's a really um, really good chance for him to sort of take charge and really show the league um, even more how phenomenal he's been this season yeah I'm expecting him to come out with a lot more confidence after that not that he doesn't play confidently already but to play in that all-star game and score 14 points among the best players in the league for a guy like Brad those little things really really help out uh and so tonight again will be a back-to-back with Charlotte in town for uh, the Chinese New Year game on Friday but uh this is the Wizards first of seven remaining back-to-backs which is the most in the NBA um, but the one thing to note about that is that the Wizards are not traveling much besides these back-to-backs. There's only two trips left that are more than one game, one in March with New Orleans and Miami and one in April with Chicago, Houston, and Cleveland. So I think that you know the back-to-backs are tough, but at least there's less games on the road, less days traveling. 
Um, but Charlotte is a team that has bothered the Wizards all season, both games. Uh, the first one, the Wizards gave it away late in the fourth quarter. It went to overtime, um, and that was actually the last game John Wall played before he went out the first time. And then the second one was on that the start of that five-game road trip where the Hornets just had a historic first half. They were making everything. Um, but what do we think about, you know, Charlotte has not fared well in D.C. the last couple seasons. We know that. No, um, but they do they do have a tendency to give us trouble. Um, uh, Kemba, uh, you know, John always rises to the occasion against Kemba, especially here, and we won't have John, obviously, as we've discussed repeatedly. <laughs> um, people knew that. And so I, I think that that makes things – that definitely Charlotte's the type of team where, where – um, uh, obviously, we could use John in every game, but Charlotte's the type of team where – the John versus Kemba matchup that he really gets up for is, is one of those matchups where we really see John shine. Kemba's one of those point guards. Um, we know that John um, loves the limelight matchup with the other elite point guards in the NBA, and Kemba certainly fits that description. Um, we've had a lot of trouble with Dwight this season so far. Oh, yeah. Dwight has dominated us in the paint, and so finding ways to um, to combat him is going to be crucial, obviously, and I, but I do think that having what what looks like a healthier Jan Mahimi now, he was excellent in New York. Um, he's picking up his level of play. I think. I mean, this is the sort of matchup that when yeah. you looked at it, you said this is why you went and got this guy. Yeah, you and need, so you need him and Gortat to to maybe just divvy up playing and b- battling Dwight. He's just a physical beast. He is. He looks like he's turned back the clock this season. Yeah, and I mean, people we were talking about him for an All Star spot. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about this Hornets team. They're just bizarre i mean they're like 24 and 33 but you look at the roster and like oh this is a pretty good pretty deep team jeremy lamb gave the wizards fits the first game michael carter williams was good in the in the second half of that game too uh so i think this is not a team the wizards are going to take lightly lightly based on what's already happened this year which is a very good thing because first game home You'd rather have a team like Charlotte come in instead of the next couple, Philly, Golden State, Toronto, Indy, Miami, are all playoff teams and are going to be tough home games. Um, but that Charlotte game starts a pretty nice home home stand there uh, besides that Milwaukee back-to-back. Uh, so uh, it's a game that you, when you look at the schedule, with it's one of seven teams that's not a playoff team in the remaining schedule. You, you have to get that. Uh, and then on Sunday... Man, I can't believe we have a third game already this weekend. It's just unbelievable. The rest, um, the rest of the weekends are not free this season. Let's just say that. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't. Uh, mean, I'm not. I'm not going to make too many plays. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Philly, who? Uh, so the season, the home team has won the first three games. You we have, got them. We got them in the opener, night. and then they got us in the next two. Yeah, the Hacka Simmons game, and then on that back-to-back against Indiana, I just think that was an impossible game. The Eagles were had just won the Super Bowl two days before in the, Philly. And the energy was electric. Yeah. What I mean, 8 p.m. on a Sunday night. Wow, Thanks, I, NBA. Yeah, I'm like, wh- how is this possible? Then we play – there's a lot of Sunday games left. I, I don't understand. But uh, ESPN is – you know, they're trying to, to fill this, this before Sunday night baseball starts. So you've got the gap between football and baseball. Let's play some basketball. No, I mean, um, I certainly appreciate yeah. being the marquee matchup, but I didn't need it to be at 8 p.m. on a yeah, Sunday night. It's late. Yeah. Um, but Philly, I mean, we, we know a lot about this team. We just played them uh, only a few weeks ago. It starts with Embiid. The, the Sixers are going to be on a back-to-back. So, by the way, and Charlotte is Who do playing, they play Saturday night? Uh, I think Brooklyn or, or, or someone like that. But they are going to be on a back-to-back. 
which I think is important because Embiid has played, what, one back-to-back in his career at this point. Um, so, yeah, let's see. They play the Magic, so they're at home, and they play at 5 o'clock Saturday and then 8 o'clock Sunday. Weird, weird schedule. schedule. Uh, so will be interesting how they handle, you know, how they handle Embiid's minutes. Wonder if he, if they go get up early on Orlando at home, if they limit him and save him for what should be a pretty big game against us. Yeah, it's funny to me. Every time I think of the Sixers, I'm just like, oh, this is like a team that just strokes it from deep. They're so good offensively. And then you look at their their numbers. It's, this is a team built on defense, and that starts with Embiid down low. And then Robert Covington's like a top top tier defender. People don't even realize it. Um, and they got long players like Luau Cabarro, and I got his name right this time. I just call him TLC. <laughs> TLC, yeah. Uh, so I don't even try. This might, be, uh, you know, I'll be honest. That might be the toughest game of the three this weekend. Oh, I. You completely agree? Disagree. You disagree? Cleveland going into Cleveland is the I toughest game of these three. I think the Wizards have won in Cleveland and are confident against them. So last year, remember that game? We're like, oh god, the Wizards are going to get killed tonight. This, and they I come just, in and I see this. I see this. I see parallels in Cleveland to. It's different. We, they they didn't win a Super Bowl, oh, but yeah. the energy in this this the, the building is going to be phenomenal with the new players and That's these true. guys playing in front of the fans for the first and time. LeBron just came off this crazy week, and now everyone thinks he's going to stay in Cleveland and all that stuff. Too. And it's, so it's just I just think that I think the energy in Cleveland. I'm not saying we're going to lose here. But I just right. think that I just think when I'm looking at these three games, I think that's that to me stands out as the toughest one of the three for sure. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how Philly plays out of the break, just because they've been so inconsistent. I think they've won five in a row, but before that, they had dropped a bunch in a row. Like the, they're just up and down. The last two games against Philly, where we weren't really in either one of them. No, but the the one on the sixth, I feel like at least we were in striking distance. But you're right, we, there was never no one had a feeling that the Wizards were going to win that game. Uh, and then the Hack of Simmons one, I mean, they were down 30 points in the first half, right? I mean, well, we cut it to three. Yeah, because of Hack of Simmons. I mean, that um, was wild. I'm, yeah. I, I'm kind of surprised we didn't do it again. Yeah. Well, we might see it on Sunday, especially with some tired legs and stuff. I mean, this is three, five, and seven days. And you look Schedule's at, about to be a bear. Oh, my it's, God. It's, these is people, a... these games. I mean, it's this is I'm, this might be the toughest stretch going from take out Charlotte. I mean, they're going to be tough no matter what, but it's a on back a, Especially back. on a back to back. I mean, don't. Yeah. Don't write off that game. Cleveland, Charlotte, Philly, Milwaukee, Golden State, Toronto. That does not get much harder than that in the NBA. No. no. Well, uh, the other thing to watch then again for the Wizards now is perhaps bringing in another guy. We know Tim Frazier is back, so that's good news. Need um, that. He he had his surgery, and he he's just going to be wearing a mask, and he's cleared to play. All the guys that were sick are okay to go. Um which is great news for the team. I mean, they need depth. There's no doubt. So, especially against this Cleveland team now that has depth for days at yeah. this point. So we we definitely wouldn't be surprised if the Wizards signed someone soon. Uh, not sure. It's I think it's pretty obvious at wing they need depth. Mm. Ball handlers. Otto. Everybody's Shprush. read the rumors in the news. Yeah. I don't know if Otto's going to play too much point the rest of the year, but at least he looked good. It's he was, good to I mean, know that he can play that. It was. I mean, the in that game, the three point guards were. Sato, Beal, and Otto. Yeah. Yeah. It's, so I when in doubt, but get your best guys with the I ball. I heard an interesting anecdote at uh, at All-Star was that when Beal played for Team USA, Coach K had him play point guard and be a ball handler. So a lot of people early on in his career, and I'm sure this is pretty well known to Wizards fans, I just hadn't heard this theory, thought Beal would be like this ball-dominant guard. But I think we look at how Sadoransky and Beal play together and then Wall and Beal and – it's pretty pretty clear that 
you know, he can bring the ball up, but Beal off <laughs> off screens and stuff like that is so hard to defend. Uh, and he's just he's a pure shooter. He can get to the rack, but yeah, uh, as a lot of you will see, we have a, a like a long video coming about Beal's experience at All Star and the yeah, compliments. It's, it's going to be great. I'm really excited yeah, for it. The compliments that he received from some of the media's top pundits, and we're talking about you, Stephen A. Even Stephen A. himself gave him a, a huge endorsement. I mean, big, yeah, big Stephen A. sighting in the video. Yeah, definitely. Um, but all right, Wiz Kids. Well, we are gearing up now. It's going to be a fun stretch the rest of the way. 18 of 25 games are against playoff teams, but 14 of the games are at home. Uh, so it's an exciting time as the Wizards now, right now, in the fourth seed, entering the post All Star um, schedule, will. We we feel pretty confident they'll be in the playoffs. Um, they've created a good a good cushion. This seven and two stretch was super important. Candace Buckner just wrote an article questioning the Wizards in the playoffs. Ooh, we'll remember that one, Candace. I, I I I see very few scenarios where they are not in the playoffs. I know this schedule is tough, but I'm still I'm still expecting a top four seed for this team. Yeah, it's just you got to kind of just go five hundred. That's really the idea in your head. You don't give up on any games, but in your head you don't have to say. We have to win every single game because I think that puts too much pressure on yourself. But you can't go into the game saying, "All right, we won last night. We're gonna we can lose tonight." So it, I'm sure you know this is why Coach Brooks gets paid the big bucks. I mean, this is he has had one of the toughest coaching experiences this year, I think, of anybody in the league. So I I think he deserves more props for the way he's handled the team. And someone had a good actually had a good question to him. He said, "They said so you go." You think about everything that's happened to this team, get rid of the off-the-field issues, consider just the ups and downs, the injuries, and to be 33-24 and 24 heading into the All-Star break, you have to feel pretty good. And he said, you know, we do. Sure, we, get, we let some games get away, but to be in almost the same position we were in last year, considering all the road bumps we've had, shows a lot about this team and their resilience. So Absolutely. I think it's, no, no question. I mean, yeah. You know, for, every, for all the – Everything that's been said about this team this season and for all the difficulties they've had, the fact is they are nine games above 500. They are one of only four or five teams in the entire NBA that has not dipped below 500 this season, and they're in, they're in a very good spot. Um, and so I think that just keeping the keeping the course at this point and finding ways to grind out some wins against some tough teams, and, and then you can start looking to, uh, to late April. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, once again, Cleveland – Thursday night, 8 p.m., Charlotte, 7 o'clock, Friday, 7, I said 7 p.m., Sunday, 8 p.m. against Philly. We're looking forward to it. It's uh, going to be a bear. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Uh, all right, WizKids, we'll, we'll catch up with you next week and uh, continue as the season moves on. Ciao for now. Ciao for now.